The scripture today is taken from the seventh chapter of Mark. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him. And she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought him to a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, he has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The gospel of our Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God's grace and peace to you, to all of you. Amen. When I saw the photo of the 640 Afghans being transported in the U.S. Air Force cargo plane, my eyes were transfixed on this one dad holding a baby. And so as I look through this mass of people on an airplane, which was just incredible itself, my heart was squeezed as I wondered what that dad must be thinking in that moment. And I was trying to imagine all he was holding, not just a baby in his arms, but her daily needs and her future. He himself was trying to endure as he was abruptly leaving for a new place and culture, a new life. And then he was called to advocate and care for one completely dependent on him. And I thought to myself, he will need fire in his belly, not only to survive, but for his child to live as well. We have no idea why Jesus is in the city of Tyre, 
because he is far away from the starting point of his ministry. And even in this far away city, people have already heard about Jesus. And Mark tells us in this story that Jesus was just at a home, not wanting anyone to know where he was. He's probably wiped out, looking for a little time to rest and center himself after traveling for so long. A woman we hear who is not Jewish, but she is Greek, finds Jesus even in his hiding place and begs him to heal his do- her daughter. Jesus is tired and not interested in this request, and with sharpness of tone and words, he says, my work is for the Jews first. You are not my priority right now. The woman will not have it. Her baby is no longer in her arms, but suffering back at home, possessed by something. The one she's called to care for can't speak for herself, so this woman, with fire in her belly, calls out Jesus. She must have heard the story of Jesus feeding 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves, which left 12 baskets of leftovers. And you know what? She's fine with leftovers. Even crumbs under the table for the dogs will do. She has that much faith in a man that she has never met, or maybe more likely, she's just at the end of her rope doing anything that she can do to heal her daughter. It was not acceptable for women to speak up. A Greek woman talking to a Jewish man was unthinkable, but she has the guts and a voice and a sick child, so she spoke what she needs Jesus is surprised by her relentlessness, her passionate desperation. He says to her, because of what you just said, your daughter is healed. And then that mother had to do the most difficult act. She had to walk home and she had to trust that what she just said mattered, that she mattered, that her daughter mattered, and that Jesus' word was true. And that if Jesus could feed 5,000 people with mere scraps, then quite possibly he could heal her daughter from afar. Could what kept her daughter from being whole and healthy and her daughter's true self really be gone? Did she run home hopeful, or was every step filled with anguish and uncertainty? What a story of faith. This is a very human story, and maybe for today, permission given for you to let go of keeping it all together. Because life is hard, and the world is not where it should be. And so name everything that you are experiencing right now that's difficult. 
And then for all of us to look outward and name how many people are oppressed and lacking. There's a lot of uncertainty to add to the mix on what these next months will bring. And I know that many of you are called to care for other people right now, either in daily acts or in advocacy to show up and speak for someone who does not have a voice. And we see a very human Jesus in this story. He's tired, needing to get away from work that will not end. And his words are harsh to this woman. And yet, he still listens to her. And he sees something of God in her. Sheer love for another so much that she would risk herself for the sake of someone in need. And then trust that she could not do it on her own. And she names what she needs. The conversation with this woman, with all its challenges, led Jesus to new places and people. Instead of feeding the Jews first, to which God had called him, and returning to Jewish territory, Jesus continued teaching and healing in Gentile areas. Jesus crossed a border and then stayed there. He changed his course, and maybe Jesus even realized in a new way what the crumbs of God's mercy can do. This last year, a lot has changed, and it most certainly has changed church. You already know this. No longer could we worship in person or to rely on a building to gather us together. All the ways that we wanted faith to be had to change. And God crossed a boundary, too, that we had to adhere to for the health of each of us. And yet God still found us in what we were experiencing. Maybe it's not how you liked it. And maybe this next year will not be how you like it. Yet maybe it will reveal to us that the broken leftover pieces still hold the power to create and to heal and to hold. School begins this week. I know many of you maybe have changed the way you work. We're gathering back in person next Sunday and also online. It won't be the same. It can't be the same because we have been forced into new practices, into new places, and to meet new people. And forced as it may be, the story continues, although not as expected. Where's the fire in your belly right now? Jesus does not commend the faith of this woman. Instead, he says, because of what you said and how you showed up, your daughter is healed. Maybe faith isn't limited to quiet piety and following the routines, but speaking and acting on behalf of someone else showing up for change, and naming, we are in a new place. 
And that means God is there and we're going to places that we haven't been before. What's your desperate word of God today? God enters this world so deeply that he cannot help but get tangled in the stories of God's people. And that's how his mercy and his hope is made known. We are a part of God's continuing unfolding story. And maybe our purpose in these new days is to speak for the sake of someone who cannot. It's always easier to speak the good stuff, the best days, and to post the smiley photos. But in this story, Jesus is choosing to be found and reveal the divine in the awkward moments, the unfinished edges, the messy part of the story, the desperate pleas. As Jesus makes his way after the in interaction with this mo mother with fire in her belly, he then goes on in Gentile country to hear, heal a deaf man. And he uses a little bit of his spit and then a living word, and he says, be open. And then the man can hear again. And so what we hold today is the speaking of a mother, and now a man who can hear again. Speaking and listening. Being open to where God will be found, not only in the expected places, but on the roads that we have yet to go. When God came down into the world, the world was forever changed, and it won't be the same. But it's not a magic wand to wave. It's only a promise that God will give God's own self for us as we make our way. He has entered our story, and the promise never leaves us. Each and every day, we are gifted the opportunity to begin again, to be opened, to be washed in forgiveness and renounce the things that keep us from seeing God's abundance. Even the dogs eat the crumbs. The creative force of God is within every breath we take, each wave of light and particle of creation and crumb of compassion. We are each created with a story to tell, a voice to speak, not only for us, but for the sake of another. It never means this life will be easy, long, or successful. It is in the thick of it <clears throat> when we're, we don't expect to be where we are that God meets us and says, speak your plea Remind me again of what my crumbs can do. And then be healed and be opened. Amen.